0: Can you picture yourself being a citizen nurse journalist and sharing your opinions, ideas, and views with the wider world? Let's talk all about it right here on episode 283 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. In these days of the COVID 19 pandemic, We're disseminating as much high-quality, evidence-based information and expert opinion as we can in our special COVID-19 episodes. Meanwhile, we still want to support you in your nursing career and personal development and discuss the issues you care about and that I want you to think about. I love having you along for the ride, whether you're new to the show or you've been on this journey with me for months or maybe even years. No matter, thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career and the healthcare world out there. And I'm here to share education ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, medicine, entrepreneurship, tech, and beyond. And did you know that Nurse Keith Coaching is your one-stop shop for all things related to your career? I offer individualized holistic career coaching for nurses and healthcare professionals around the world. And if you mention you're a listener, you get 10% off your first coaching package. So email me today at Keith at to schedule a complimentary consult to explore how coaching might be able to help you have the most satisfying life and career possible. The show notes for this episode will be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 283. And if you're an especially astute listener and fan of The Nurse Keith Show, you'll notice that episode 284 was already launched. So if you did catch that, well, gold star for you. Thanks for being here. You know, nurses have been writing books and articles and studies and research for decades. And the body of nursing literature is both broad and deep and continuing to grow. So we of course have nurse researchers who work independently or collaboratively to publish well-designed research that adds to that body of literature. Nurse researchers may use their master's theses or doctoral dissertations to conduct literature reviews, create novel studies that break new ground, or reflect and expand upon work that's already been done within and outside of the scope of nursing. Psychology, sociology, the humanities, and other areas come to mind, as well as social justice and the psychosocial aspects of the human experience that we nurses actually understand from both personal and professional experience. Well-known nurse theorists include let's see Jean Watson who lives up in Boulder Colorado I believe, Ann Casey, Betty Newman, sister Callista Roy who had her adaptation model which was the theorist and model we followed when I was in my ADN program, Dorothea Orham's self-care deficit model, and Virginia Henderson's need theory. Some of these might actually ring a bell for you or bring back nightmares of nursing school. Some contemporary nurse theorists include my friend Barbie Dossie, who lives here in Santa Fe, as well as Katie Love and her empowered holistic nursing education theory. Beyond traditional nursing research, we have Barbie Dossie's erudite and we could say very extensive scholarship on Florence Nightingale. My friend Carol Gino's The Nurse's Story, a groundbreaking fictionalized account of her early years as a nurse from the 1970s, which I highly, highly recommend. And some nurses have written fiction, memoir, nonfiction, poetry, you name it. And nurses continue to write books about business, entrepreneurship, clinical practice, self-help, personal development. Nurses are everywhere because they have a lot to say and have a lot to contribute. So this vast, vast number of books by nurses demonstrates the broad spectrum of interests, talents, viewpoints, and expertise that nurses bring to the table. So back in 2005, when I became a nurse blogger sort of by accident, I had no idea what I was doing when I first started writing one of these new things called blogs. In fact, it was basically a dare from my brother that he put forward to me on a snowy night in Massachusetts as we read by the fire while my dogs Sparky and Tina snored obliviously on the floor. My blog wasn't even about nursing at first, since no one seemed to even know what these blog things really were for and what purpose they served or could serve. I used mine kind of as a dumping ground for random thoughts, photos, essays about whatever was on my mind on any given day. And what I discovered within, I think, six to 12 months was that the more I wrote about nursing and healthcare and medicine, the more people began to take notice. And when nurses began to leave comments and send me emails with their reactions and their thoughts and their opinions, I discovered I'd touched a nerve and I was onto something. So the blog started to really take shape as a nursing blog, actually one of the first. And you know, this might seem like I'm always on the cutting edge of things, that I'm incredibly prescient and smart. And it's not true at all. I just happen to frequently be kind of at the right place at the right time talking to the right people. It just kind of happens to me. I don't know why. It's kind of dumb luck, but to the outside observer, it might seem like I have some foolproof barometer for what's hot. And, you know, I don't think I really do. So, for a variety of reasons, as of now, 2020, my blog has persevered for 15 years, and I'm really grateful it's still viewed as a top nursing blog and not a dinosaur, even though there are countless, countless, countless other extremely talented nurse bloggers out there, many of whom I think are much more gifted than I am. But luckily, I've leveraged my blogging credentials and recognition to create a career as a freelance nurse writer and blogger, and I've written for Nurse.com, Nurse.org, Multibriefs News Service, Working Nurse Magazine, American Nurse Today, Indeed, Aspen University, et cetera, and I consider myself really blessed since I enjoy writing. I'm pretty darn efficient at it. I'm a good writer, and I have a good sense of how to write strong articles that draw people in, and then I get paid for it, and that's pretty awesome. I've had chapters in a few nursing books here and there. I've self-published a couple career books for nurses, and I've seen other nurse writers create really awesome bodies of work in print and online, and they're all worth checking out. And of course, for me, podcasting has become just another way that I reach people with my ideas and reflections about lots of subjects related to nursing, medicine, healthcare, and quite beyond, actually. And what about You? How do you feel about writing, podcasting, creating videos, or getting your thoughts and feelings and perceptions to a public, waiting to hear what you have to say? Is that something you can picture yourself doing? You know, you don't have to be a writer in order to get published, and you don't need anyone to publish you. Rather, in the 21st century, you could do it yourself. You can skip the middleman, as they say, whoever they are, that is. And you might say to me, well, Keith, I don't want to have a business as a freelance writer, and I don't know if what I have to say matters. And what I'll say to you, dear listener, is your opinion does matter. It does indeed matter. And you can shout it to the rooftops if you want to. And if you don't, that's perfectly fine. No judgment. But we need more and more and more nurses out there willing to speak out, willing to say something, willing to Put their necks out in a particular way and become, if you want, a public figure, or do it a little bit more on the DL. It's really up to you. But we need you out there. We need your voice to add to the chorus. And in the second half of the show, I'm going to talk about what you could actually do if you wanted to become a citizen nurse journalist. And I thank you for being here and giving this a listen. And I really thank you in advance for giving it some thought because nurses need to be heard and I'm going to talk more about why that is and I'm going to give you some ideas and you can reach out to me if any of these ideas spark something in you and inspire you maybe to take a crack at it so we'll be right back for the second half of episode 283 of the nurse keith show So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the nurse Keith show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the nurse Keith show. You also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours. Truly just head over to patreoncom forward slash nurse to read all about it. That's P A T R E O N. And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit, so you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal! And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now, let's dig back into today's topic without further ado. Well, welcome back to the Nurse Keith Show. This is episode 283 and the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 283. And before the break, we were discussing why nurses' voices are important to the wider societal conversation. And I told some stories from my life and career in this very realm and that is important to bear in mind because like i said with me it's just dumb luck and being in the right place at the right time talking to the right people for whatever reason and you know that's the that's how how it happened. so it's happened to many people and continues to and you can also take much more concerted effort than i did and get your voice into the conversation without having to kind of fall into it through the back door, without even knowing you're doing it. So I decided I wanted to make this episode, episode 283, about nurse citizen journalists, because nurses have a lot to say. And like I said earlier, they deserve to be heard. You deserve to be heard. And while nurses have received more media attention than usual during the COVID-19 pandemic, Mm -hmm. I still continue to largely believe that the public and the media don't really understand what we do, except perhaps in acute care where what we do makes the most sense. We take care of sick people, we're saving lives, we're on the front lines, but there's a lot more to nurses than that isn't there. So what do we see nurses do on TV? If you go back to ER and some of those older shows from the late 20th century or even early 21st century, you saw the nurse kind of running alongside the doctor or often behind the doctor. You saw the soap opera of their lives and how they fell in love with this intern or that intern or this resident or whatever. And you also saw how the doctor often swooped in to save the day, to start the IV, to do this and that. And that's not often terribly realistic. It's often the nurse who is actually doing all those things. But that's what the public takes in because that's what the media creates. So you have George Clooney, all handsome and everything, coming in with perfect hair, saving somebody and maybe some five o'clock shadow on his chin. And the nurses are just kind of there handing him stuff. And that's just not the way it is, is it? So yes, we've received more COVID-19 attention because of what nurses are due that people actually see. And that's what the media wants to talk about. But on TV, we've also seen nurse Jackie, a dedicated, we could say, workaholic nurse who's, who is funny and caring and compassionate and, and highly skilled. And She also lived with a substance use disorder, and I won't tell you how the series ended in case you haven't seen it and would like to enjoy it without spoilers, but that also painted a particular picture which was compelling in its own way and very moving and poignant, but also wasn't wholly realistic. Then we have these awful, ubiquitous, sexy nurse Halloween costumes that promote very unhelpful and frankly harmful stereotypes about nurses and then we have those age old tropes of nurses as angels of mercy or angels in scrubs don't get me started about teddy bear scrubs and all that other stuff that nurses wear unless they're in pediatrics that makes sense but when you're working with adults and you're working and you're you know you're wearing scrubs with teddy bears and hearts and then you're in a meeting with an intern a resident a surgeon and a doctor, they're all dressed in white coats or nice clothes and you're wearing teddy bear scrubs. What's the power dynamic that that's setting up? Anyway, just that's, uh, that's for another show. So the stereotype of the angel of mercy, the angel in scrubs, those aren't helpful either since they make us out to be other than simply just good humans doing good work in the world. We're not angels of mercy. We're people with merciful hearts. We have skilled hands, we have sharp intellects, we have great emotional intelligence. And then there's also the tired story of the nurse's hero that for me has actually lost a lot of its meaning with overuse. even though I really appreciate it being used so much around COVID-19, but it still gets a little tired. And the pandemic aside, isn't that nice sometimes to say the pandemic aside, When do we ever hear from or about nurses when there's breaking healthcare news, other than the pandemic? Almost never. Generally, well, even in the pandemic, nurses talk about what's going on at their hospitals, too many patients, not enough PPE, et cetera. But do the media actually ask them for their opinion about the virus and the pandemic and the public health repercussions themselves? No, not really. So generally, when we see nurses on news shows, it's about a strike a controversy involving a rare nurse gone bad, these heartwarming or heartbreaking interviews with nurses about the conditions during the pandemic, or we get a heartwarming and soft story about how sweet some nurse was to a patient in dire straits. None of these tell the straight story. Even the coverage of nurses during COVID-19, almost 100% in my perception, focuses solely on acute care nurses, especially critical care nurses like those courageous enough to work in the ICU. Don't get me wrong. One of my best friends in the world is an ICU nurse who works almost daily with COVID patients and her work and that of her colleagues around the world deserves great praise shouted from the mountaintops for their courage and sacrifice. Even so, during the pandemic, there are nurse practitioners on the front lines of primary care and specialty care, who are also risking their lives. Maybe not wearing a papper suit in an ICU, but and so it's not as blatant life-threatening situation as ICU nurses. But they're still very crucial. And those nurses who work in primary care clinics as clinicians helping those nurse practitioners or supporting doctors or doing independent nursing visits. And then we have school nurses who right now, as I record, are having to face the choices revolving around the reopening and sometimes rapid reclosing of schools amidst outbreaks. And we talk a lot about teachers and school staff and people who work in the cafeteria and those who clean the schools and et cetera. But what about overburdened and underpaid school nurses? And those who have to travel from one school to the next to the next to the next because there's one nurse for like five schools. And they look after our kids and the staff of the schools, and they're never mentioned, in my experience, in any story or reporting I hear. So if you feel the call to say something about any, any subject at all, Even if it's not about the pandemic, would you be willing to say it publicly? Maybe you have stories about nurses on the front lines of societal change and social justice. Maybe you witnessed nurses and other professionals treating injured protesters amidst the tear gas and the rubber bullets over the police response to the Black Lives Matter movement that was sparked after the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and countless other people of color. Or maybe you just want to tell the stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, whether they're nurses, construction workers, home health aides, or anybody else around the world, like mail carriers. They're all doing great stuff. So a citizen nurse journalist can, of course, launch a blog, which is pretty easy to do. They can also choose to leverage their voice and their knowledge and their skill and experience and move into freelance writing if that calls their name. And like me and many others, a nurse seeking to share with the wider world might choose to launch a podcast and get between the ears of people everywhere. And If you really, really want to become a skilled nurse writer and potentially make some money doing that, like I do and many other nurses do, my friend Janine Kelbach at The Savvy Scribe and The Savvy Scribe Podcast can help you. And I'll link to an awesome recent interview of Janine right here on The Nurse Keith Show from this summer of 2020. And for a citizen nurse journalist, no venue or milieu can be too small. So for you, this might translate as being a regular contributor of well-written letters to the editor to your local newspaper and weekly, or maybe larger newspaper markets in other parts of the country. And Letters to the editor can be really powerful tools, and I'm often surprised how many regular newspaper readers seem to always pore over the letters from their fellow citizens. Many people go first to the funnies, then the obituaries, letters to the editor, and then they poke through the articles. So, maybe you have connections at a local public or university radio station, and you could maybe find your way to launching your own talk show right on local radio and maybe in partnership with a colleague. And it doesn't even have to be about nursing and healthcare. It could be about social justice, politics, the local community, whatever lights your fire, whatever floats your boat. You can also sign up at Help a Reporter Out, Harrow, at helperreporter.com. You can register as a source for interviews and be one of those people who gives information and opinions to reporters and journalists on a deadline who maybe would like a nurse to comment on current news and events but doesn't know how to find a nurse so helperreporter.com is pretty awesome and you'll get email alerts telling you oh this reporter is looking for somebody to to comment on a measles outbreak in north dakota or whatever and as you've probably heard ad nauseum sorry to repeat it again Nurses have been voted by the public here in the U.S. to be the most trustworthy, honest professionals in the country year after year after year in the annual Gallup poll. And even though people still don't truly understand what we can really do and how many roles nurses play outside of the ones that immediately come to mind, nonetheless, they hold us in high regard. So let's not squander that opportunity. One of my favorite books about Nurses is from silence to voice, what nurses know and must communicate to the public. And it's been published in two editions now. And I always hope for a third edition someday. Bernice Beresh and Suzanne Gordon, journalists who themselves actually are not nurses, felt compelled to report on how nurses' voices are lacking out there in the world. And they point out that it's up to us, nurses, not anyone else, to fix that calculus. I can't recommend this book highly enough, and please be sure to buy the second updated edition. Meanwhile, my friend, the filmmaker Carolyn Jones, and her creative partner and wonderful producer Lisa Frank have made and distributed several stunning films focused on the real lives and stories of nurses. Those are In Case of Emergency, A Portrait of a Handful of ER Nurses around the U.S. It's pretty amazing, The American Nurse, which was a really moving portrait of a wide variety of nurses. I mean, really wide, diverse variety of nurses from around the country. And then Defining Hope, which was a film about mostly nurses working with the dying. So Carolyn and Lisa, who I've met in person, and they're just wonderful people, have appeared on The Nurse Keith Show several times to promote several of these films as they launched. And you'll find links to those episodes in the show notes. Carolyn also published, this is kind of what it started it, I think, was a coffee table book. It was called The American Nurse and features stories and portraits of, I think, 75 amazing nurses. And these all fall under her bigger umbrella of The American Nurse Project. And it's lisa and carolyn's larger effort to elevate the standing and visibility of nurses in the united states in this uh oh, troubled 21st century so these are just some ideas to get your mind going i don't want to discourage you by thinking you don't have what it takes to get your voice out there and be heard and that it's all been done before already you know Teresa Brown, famous nurse journalist who writes for the New York Times. She's amazing, but we don't all need to write for the New York Times, even though that would be awesome. And she'll be on my show actually very soon. What you have to say hasn't been said yet because no one else is inside your brain. They can't say what you want to say, or at least I hope not. So your voice matters and I encourage you to use it in whatever way suits you best if you're moved to do so. Again, no judgment. You can do this, and if you choose to, there are plenty, plenty, plenty of avenues if you wanna tackle such an undertaking. And if you have questions, email me at keith@nursekeith.com. At and I thank you for considering, just considering adding your voice to the growing chorus of nurses standing on their own personal soapboxes with their own personal megaphones, telling the world what they think and feel. You matter, and plenty of people are willing to listen to a thoughtful, skilled, and intelligent nurse just like you. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this little diatribe on episode 283 of The Nurse Keith Show. And remember, the show notes with those links I mentioned will be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 283. I hope you've uplifted and empowered from this episode please let me know if you decide to become a nurse journalist of any kind or share with me a letter to the editor you got published and i want you to take some inspired action every day in the interest of your personal growth and professional growth and satisfaction and if you need personalized holistic career coaching email me or contact me through nursekeith.com and you get 10% off your first package if you mention the show in your initial email and remember to head over to nursekeith.com. There are job listings in the resources section from ZipRecruiter, Incredible Health, Trusted Health, Reload. There are resume templates, awesome resume templates from the Resume Rx, and a lot more. So head over to nursekeith.com to the resources drop-down menu. The Nurse Keith Show is a member of R's Longa Media, a collaborative network of podcasts, media entities, and others whose aim is to add a humanistic touch to professional education, educate the public from a scientifically informed perspective, and improve lives by partnering to address social ills. Check us out at RSLonga.media. That's A-R-S-L-O-N-G-A dot media. The link will be in the show notes. The Nurse Keith Show is also a proud member of the Health Podcast Network, along with Sanjay Gupta's Coronavirus Fact versus Fiction from CNN the New England Journal of Medicine, the American Medical Association, Penn Nursing's Amplify Nursing podcast. This is one of the largest and fastest growing collections of authoritative, high-quality podcasts taking on the tough topics in health and healthcare with empathy, expertise, and a commitment to excellence. So check out healthpodcastnetwork.com, and I'm proud to be featured there alongside such podcasting luminaries. The Nurse Keith Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting, and Mark Cappiespeason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. I'm always, always grateful to Rob and Mark for keeping the wheels turning in the right direction. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith singing adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico.